Part two, chapter ten B of Organic Evolution. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K Hand. Organic Evolution by Richard Swan Law, Chapter ten B. Sex Control. The problem of sex control is another vexatious one which, although many theories have been advanced, has never been satisfactorily solved, but the fundamental differences in sex are not so great as might be imagined, as the organs of the one are often represented as rudiments in the other, the differentiation coming about mainly through division of labor between male and female in the production and nutrition of offspring. How sex is determined is also not clear. The germ cell may be either sexless or bisexual, but each animal soon becomes male or female. Occasionally there occurs what is known as hermaphroditism, that is a combining of the sexes in one individual. Among animals this is rare and is almost invariably found in sedentary or semi-sedentary types. For example, the European oyster is hermaphroditic while its American ally is not. Barnacles sedentary crustacea are often bisexual and sometimes there may be seen within the body of the hermaphroditic female a small so-called complemental male evidently in process of elimination from the race the snail and earthworm which though not sedentary have very limited powers of movement also have the sexes combined while in plants separate sexes are the anomaly hermaphroditism being the rule among invertebrates the proportion of the sexes varies enormously among vertebrates on the other hand they are generally nicely balanced a very slight influence may determine the sex of the developing animal but what it is is rarely known among hive bees as we have seen unfertilized eggs invariably produce males whereas among aphids parthenogenesis gives rise to females only until autumn and then to both sexes while the fertilization of the winter egg as in the case of bees produces females only here the appearance of males and the same is true of wasps and many other insects is a harbinger of cold and inclement weather and may sometimes be postponed by artificially continued uniform conditions for example the scale insects cossidae found in a state of nature normally produce the males toward the end of the growing season and this is also true of some types resident upon hothouse plants pulvinaria on the other hand certain hothouse species far from their native habitat have been observed for years without the discovery of a single male among certain animals possibly in the forms just discussed variation in nutrition is a sex determinant but sometimes abundance will produce females and scarcity males and again the reverse may be true whether or not this is a factor among mankind is not proved although it is a popular belief that in times of war or famine the production of male children is preponderant however this is not borne out by the study of the vital statistics of france or the united states homologies and analogies the distinction between homologous organs which have the same structure and origin in other words such as our morphological equivalents and analogous organs which have a similar use or function but which may not be historically identical is often of the utmost importance homologous organs imply blood relationship on the part of their possessors and are therefore the basis for classification analogous organs on the other hand while they necessarily have the same function may have their origin in very unlike structures and may be very misleading to the systematist such for example are the various types of wing whereby at least four different groups of animals three vertebrate and one invertebrate have attained true flight in the vertebrates 
the birds bats and the extinct pterodactyls have each independently developed a wing but in every case it is the modified forelimb equivalent to the arm and hand of man hence the wings of bat and bird and reptile are both analogous and homologous as they are historically the same organ and also have the same function the wings of the insect however are not the same structure at all but are modified outpushings of the body wall which have become expanded into thin membranous plates stiffened with veins and ribs movably articulated to the body and endowed with muscles to sustain their owner in the air hence the wing of the insect is analogous to those of the bird and the bat but not their homologue at all this matter of homologies may be carried further for not only do the forelimbs of forms so remote in habits and habitat as a salamander ichthyosaur bird and whale agree in being the homologues of one another as a whole but the individual bones and even the principal muscles of one limb are homologous with those of another classification which as has been said should show true phyletic relationship is based upon the resemblances and dissimilarities of homologous structures vestigial organs vestigial organs are such as are not fully developed and are to be contrasted with rudimentary structures which are in process of evolutionary growth and are thus progressive whereas the vestigial organs are retrogressive and are tending toward diminution and ultimate loss rudimentary horns are often observed on the head of fossil ungulates such as the titanotheres and rhinoceroses whereas the splints on either side of the cannon bone of a horse's foot are vestiges of formerly useful lateral toes the vestigial organs are therefore of historical importance and would not exist especially where their old-time function has entirely ceased were it not for heredity of such are the vestigial hind limbs seen in the python and other related snakes externally they are mere spurs on either side of the vent internally they are seen to contain several of the bones normal to a fully formed limbed ilium femur tibia and claw embryo whales often exhibit the full coat of hair of their ages vanished forebears and also as kukenthal has shown the relics of hind limbs as well developed buds at birth however the hair has been shed except for a few bristles about the lips and all external trace of hind legs has gone there being only a few bones as in the python buried deep within the mass of the creature's flesh mankind according to wiedersheim has no fewer than 180 such relics which will be discussed somewhat at length in chapter 37 atrophy of parts atrophy of parts which results in these vestiges has been variously accounted for the three or four principal theories being as follows one panmixia or cessation of selection the organ being no longer held up to a high degree of efficiency organs once useful from change of environment or of habits are no longer of value so that natural selection ceases to act upon them and animals born with the organs somewhat defective or in a condition below the average would not necessarily be killed off in intraspecific strife and would therefore be as likely to mate and keep on producing offspring as those with the organ of average or better than average development this indiscriminate breeding or panmixia would obviously lead to a loss of high condition on the part of the organ but how far the latter would degenerate and whether cessation of selection would ever cause it to disappear entirely as the limbs of most servants have is open to serious question this leads us to the second possibility two reversal of selection of this factor there can be little doubt and it may well work in connection with panmixia 
when a useless organ becomes a burden to complete what the latter has begun this theory postulates a change of condition or habit under which an organ previously beneficial may become actually detrimental to the animal it differs from cessation of selection which implies that the structure is no longer of selection value hence its presence or absence is entirely immaterial here the absence of the organ is to be desired therefore it is of negative selection importance and not merely an indifferent thing a very graphic instance wherein reversal of selection has been operative is that of the wingless beetles found on certain oceanic islands the interference is that while in a wide environment wings are so distinctly advantageous that natural selection would tend to strengthen them toward greater and greater perfection in a small islet they would become a distinct menace often causing their unlikely possessors to be swept overboard and drowned and though the laws of chance would operate as usual nevertheless in the long run the individuals with the strongest powers of flight would be placed in the greatest jeopardy hence natural selection in opposition to its usual results would weed out what in most conditions would be the fitter leaving the less fit to survive and reproduce their kind it is not therefore a reversal of the process of natural selection but a reversal of its results due to diametrically opposed conditions three inheritance of the results of functional disuse this was apparently the simplest and most logical way to account for the atrophy of parts in evolution until weismann's epoch-making work cast doubt upon it for it is a well-known fact that with the individual use strengthens an organ while disuse causes it to weaken and partially atrophy witness the hindu fakirs who hope to acquire a state of singular holiness through the mortifying of the flesh some of them keep the arms raised permanently above the head with a consequent shrinkage of the muscle and stiffening of joint until the limb could not be used if they would but as weismann has shown such modifications are those of the mortal somatoplasm and cannot apparently impress themselves upon the race how then can this explanation account for the evolutionary atrophy of parts unless as osborne has said there is still some factor of heredity which we know not of Four orthogenetic variations if such exist may account for the atrophy of organs as readily as for their increase and for those who believe in determinate variation the continued tendency to diminution generation after generation would suffice if orthogenetic evolution has caused the continual strengthening and lengthening of the median toe of the ancestral horses it can also account for the reciprocal shortening and weakening of the lateral ones until they ultimately disappear summary thus cessation of selection might readily account for the initial reduction of an organ but probably only to the condition of fluctuating around a mean and would never cause its total atrophy reversal of selection under conditions where the organ is not only no longer useful but an actual menace would be a potent cause for its elimination inherited effects of disuse cannot be proved nor are determinate variations generation after generation of unquestionable occurrence consider the way the splint bones of the modern horse vary in every conceivable direction of change with no very marked tendency toward reduction since the pleistocene characters which are not heritable acquired characteristics long observation has shown that certain variations among animals are not heritable these are one acquired characteristics due to disease mutilation use or disuse of parts and changes due to the direct action of the environment upon the organism such as the loss of color on the part of forms living in the dark this question will be discussed in detail in chapter eleven 
two characters peculiar to sex which are inherited not by all but by the appropriate sex that is the traits which are manifest for in the case of the fatherless drone bee it will be remembered that as he inherited all of his traits masculine and otherwise from his mother she must have borne all of the male characteristics within her but in latent condition this is also shown by the fact that emasculated males are apt to show feminine traits as with the domestic horse wherein a gelding and a mare may make a very well-matched pair but not as a rule either a gelding and a stallion or the latter and a mare it may well be however that it is not so much the feminine characters which the gelding shows as the lack of masculine which nevertheless are within the sum of its inheritance three certain parental characters apparently not inherited really have been received but lie in latent condition to reappear in some future generation as in the case of arian's speed end of chapter ten b